Welcome, welcome, welcome back into WWEGL and Legal 91.1 FM. I am your host, Logan Hurston, and I'm, of course, joined by my co-host, Notorious Noah Phillips. I think you forgot some words there, Logan, but I just want to go ahead and tell the world what an honor it is to be the first ever two-time WWEGL champion. The undisputed WWEGL champion, Whoa. Killer Cooper I know you weren't about to come Whoa. in here. I Whoa. know you were <laughs> Y'all Listen forget- to the spin, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, whoa, Come on whoa. now. Cooper. That is on my side Cooper. of the table. Cooper. That is on my microphone. Have you, you, read, get- my- <laughs> Have you read my contract? <laughs> Have you read my <laughs> He just... I, he just ripped the contract in half. The consortium is not Noah. And also, nothing. guest hosting once again, astonishing Alex Houston. You know, if you listen closely, oh, wait, you now. can hear Eddie Kingston and John Moxley still chopping each other 700 miles away from here. I'm tired of Shikara BS that happened. He worked years so ago. hard on that. Are you kidding me? He sent me a picture on Snapchat, all proud. Oh my god! I didn't even read it. What did it, it say? It was so now funny. You never will. Well, um, I no, will I say, think our he- dude. That's not how contacts contracts work. I got copies. Did I? Sign I think it? I think our heel tendencies are rubbing off on the rest no. of the gang here, man. This is crazy. Well. That was like a John Cena moment when you're like the face, but you do like the most dastardly thing imaginable, and then you put the fingers up, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" I wanna, I wanna peek behind the curtain and say I did not know that Noah was going to to shout out these false claims. He did ask to go first, and I, I did, did oblige. A consortium so. of WWEGL. Consortium is are you the? Is he the consortium? Yes, he's the consortium. Oh my gosh! Consortium. It's me. I'm back. Well, let's go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. I lost big time at Forbidden Ooh, Door. Just a, a wreck. I mean, not that bad. It wasn't like when me and you went at uh, what was it? Uh, AEW pay per view was it all at? Was it Revolution? It was Revolution, yeah. We're like I like wow, every body. single predict. <laughs> now, I mean, I tried to. I've been recently. I've been trying to be a little, which I wish I would have just went straight, man. Because Money in the Bank is like the one that's like I think it's the most unpredictable, right? Um, because it's Money in the Bank, so they're gonna do stupid stuff. Um, and I wish I would have just went straight man for Forbidden Door, which it was so obvious the answers, but I'm like, I want to go a little crazy because I want to win the belt. <laughs> so, and I was like, if Orange and them don't, because the thing is, I was like, if Orange, I thought BC was going to win for sure. So I was very shocked by it, especially Ishii hitting the brain buster for the win because I was like, that man ain't, that man ain't winning nothing. I'm like, he's going to be the one taking the fall was he, my, he, was my he saw his opportunity and took it. He took it. Um, but you and... Noah, the natural Phillips, did tie. So, by WWEGL rules. Whoa, by my contract. You don't have a you, contract. If, I was about to say, I, what I are don't you talk, see a contract He signed here. it. Dude, I got backups. I got backups. <laughs> I want to like, see. Little, I, like, I want to see know, what he put down as your threads. signature. No, I hate to say it, but it feels like this was your worst time to make. Because, you know, if it was signed by the most senior member in Weagle, that would be cool. But now I'm just an alumni, man. I'm just on the WWEGL alumni page. I'm you're not like a real person. To, we don't to, even have one of those. You're, to pull rank, you're like an you're like an AMC stockholder. We're gonna at some point, maybe afterwards, we'll have Noah read this all out and then put it as like a bonus episode of the podcast. Yeah, his contract, the, the third bonus. 
episode. The we've third had. bonus episode. Did we ever even do the other ones? Or no, we, just... we didn't. I still have them saved, though, I think. <laughs> AKA the idea of we're going to do a bonus episode and then we never do it. <laughs> um, But Noah and Cooper did tie. So when we get into these final 15 for the Money in the Bank predictions, it will be a head to head battle. I will be on the outside looking in. Watch me give just joke predictions and win <laughs> right. when I can't. There you go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll be our phantom champion. Welcome back. The Forbidden Door has proverbially been shut for G1 season. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, actually not because Eddie's in the G1. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, the, it, the Forbidden Door has been, like, creaked out a little bit so that, like, a cat can squeeze through. Yeah, like, yeah. Mostly shut, but, like, you know, a couple strays may go through. Um, Alex, you look you look prepped over there to talk. And oh, then I am. We, I, of course, okay. watched Forbidden Door with Noah and Alex. And Noah was late. He whoa, did. He whoa, didn't miss whoa, the one whoa, match he wanted whoa. to watch, the MJF match. Okay, I had important smop business to attend to. Apparently, his other podcast. Did y'all not hear this important. though? Um, I was listening to Weagle two days ago, and somebody was talking smack about smooth operators. Did y'all hear? Did you hear this? Who, Who was, was it? it? Who was I have it? no I, earthly idea. But he's like, this song is called Smooth Operators. He's like, yeah, there's this, uh, there's this, um, this show called Smooth Operators, and they could use that as their intro, but they just have this really generic music. And I was like, uh oh, somebody talking oh, smack oh, on the oh, airwaves. We literally can't. Like that, we would get uh, our podcast pool. All well, yeah, that's I, why. That's why he's a host of music music show, which you know is for preschool and below. I mean, if we were allowed to use any song, um, the Rising Sun would be the intro for WWE. That, uh, yeah. It won the bracket. It, it it would have to be it. We should have typically proven to be the best. Intro we should we should pull some strings and then Shinsuke to tweet a miracle, and it's us doing that for our intro, I, like he did with uh, <laughs> Muda. I, I'm not kidding. I would like just melt. In like whatever place I would be at if I if Shinsuke Nakamura acknowledged the presence. Of <laughs> I'm just saying y'all could do it where like each each host has their own entrance music and they host an episode. Like obviously his would either be JBL's or the American Dream, mainly just the part where it's just a common man over and over and over again. But either way, <laughs> Noah's is just America, or it's just the ding 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 Um, but the Forbidden Door was open and closed. I don't think anything of too much note happened in the Fed world. I mean, um, Raw was pretty good actually. Raw was good, but I'm like I'm not. Smackdown like, was crazy. bad. I heard because Vince was apparently cooking the books as he as he does. Apparently Vince, that that Friday. Well, that's what's interesting. Vince is going to be cooking forever. Is now. that apparently Vince was uh, cooking for both Raw and Smackdown? And yeah, I, I did hear that Smackdown was not great. Um, but apparently, like I said, Raw was. Really, really fun. Yeah. NXT was good. <laughs> Baron Corbin's back. Can you believe it? And and <laughs> was you, he ever there? <laughs> and you keep uh, being a I champion will, for this show. I will say, I think Baron Corbin's best match was in NXT this week. I mean, probably, yeah. He hit the deepest deep six I've ever seen. I and, saw that. That was so cool. He was with uh, Carmelo, right? Yeah. All right, nice. It's it's. I'm about to say, is it is it hard to have a bad match with Carmelo to the point where, if we're saying Baron Corbin had his best match, well, maybe it's. Because right, right. the other guy at the opposite end there, but I mean, but he was also back to the lone wolf. He's not wearing the thank the, God the hat anymore. He's no longer Happy Corbin. So mm. probably for one night only, and because you know we can't have good things. That's yeah. true. And That's I will the, say, oh sorry, go ahead, Cooper. Oh no, no you. Yeah, I was just gonna do a little. No, no, no. Champ speaks Corbin. first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go thanks, right thanks, ahead thanks. then. Um, but uh, you know, I didn't have a chance to do predictions. I could be the champ. You left. You I, were scared. Uh, sorry, I got a real job. I have a real job. 
Cooper has a real job. Right. The only one who doesn't is the man with the contract right Whoa. here. Man exactly. leeching off of WWE GL. If you, <laughs> I, I, I have uploaded the contract to my Twitter at Noah underscore Phillips. I'm about to read this after the show. If, if it's, wanna, it's pretty if, funny. If you want to go look it's, at it. I'm just saying, if they want to make Baron Corbin uh, an actual star, they'll uh, give him the cool little like spotlight entrance again. Ooh, that's what they did. Where they, yeah. They, like uh, would walk through a circle and it would. That's change what they color. did. Oh, that that's yes. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. If I remember, I might right. have to watch NXT. Oh, <laughs> you got Peacock. I'll give you my Peacock. All right, I pay for it. You're so here first, guys. The only thing that could make Cooper watch NXT again was, in fact, Baron Corbin. Well, Baron Corbin, God forbid. I'm a mark for that entrance. I can't. That lie. entrance was awesome. <laughs> that's what it was God. so annoying to me about when he debuted in the main roster. I'm like, okay, cool entrance, and he just had nothing else at that point going for him. And it was like, bro, come on. Oh, he's like never had anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, the thing he's is, got, he's not, like two cool moves. He's not terrible in the ring. Like people act yeah. like he's terrible in the ring. He's like he's fun to he certain, but the problem is like personal. He's a perfect heel because he's so hateable. Right, right. I think the initial problem with his character, at least for me and for a lot of the main roster audience, is that he was like the seventh or eighth guy on the roster at that time that was supposed to be this big, yeah. scary monster. But he was the least intimidating version of the seven or eight guys on right. the roster. So it's like. Wh- like what's the what's the deal there? Like at least you know Braun had the simplest gimmick imaginable, but the dude is built like a tank. So anything he does, you're gonna watch. But I was gonna say this, Cooper, when you said that SmackDown was good and Raw or SmackDown was bad, Raw was good. That's classic Vince for you. I mean, it's just you know, it's the there's no consistency in quality or an actual booking, and that's I think for Triple H's flaws, the man has stayed true to everything he said, albeit some really stupid ideas mm. among many. Yeah, he's Vince, stuck true to all of it. Vince's whims. Change with the winds. Exactly. You know, so well, it's, it, you're just kind of a tossing a coin as to whether or not you're going to get a quality show. We've all heard the horror stories of the dirt sheets where he just randomly sours on white hot characters for no reason. They weren't and tan enough. <laughs> there you they go. weren't. They're they're too old, get brother. A Even, better tan. Wrestle Sheamus every week so it looks like you have a good tan. <laughs> that, hey, that's true, man. You Put Sheamus on every. Pal. <laughs> you need to get a tan, pal. You need to get a tan, pal. So forbidden door. Well, let's. We're gonna. I think we're gonna they, spend. They let's spend these last more five than, minutes yeah. oh, okay, to talk okay. about Raw because it was a good Raw. I don't think there's anything of note on uh, SmackDown. The only update I have, I mean, like they had a Usos do a promo. It's fine. Um, Rousey and Baszler are the undisputed champions, which, I mean, it's a forethought. You know, they were gonna win. Is right. Shayna still injured from like? No, Shayna's fine. Okay, because she was hurt at Mania. No, we all... they won the belts. They okay. were injured for a while, then came back, won the belts, and then gotcha. they won the NXT belts now. Um, but look that they are going to defend him on NXT, so more like sit brand synergy there. Um, what do you think the uh, the n- new uh, unified title design is going to be? Uh, I don't want to know. I th- <laughs> they just, why don't they just get rid of the NXT and just keep the main ones? <laughs> I, I think it's going to be like the like all the other ones right now, where it's just the big logo in the center. But <sighs> the I mean, back, that's basically the tel- but belt the back already. plate is going to be like I don't know. Sapphire or something. Like, <laughs> they'll, why, they'll pick something. That's why I love the U.S. title, man. The logo, not really on there. Right. Shout out to them, man. It says champ. The logo. Who cares? Who cares, man? Giant. At least it doesn't say you WWE. Anyway, um, Grayson Waller, I did confirm, is injured. Cause I've been saying to Noah for weeks, like, why do they only use this man for talk shows? He did injure his foot in Carmelo. Carmelo debuted on Raw and had a very good fun match. Which he lost. <laughs> Which I'm fine with because Finn Balor's wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship. You're not going to beat the guy who, honestly, I think could possibly take that title this Sunday. The more I, I can see the vision, I, I know I'm glad I'm not predicting, so mm. I don't let my heart choose for me. But uh, 
yeah, I can see the vision there. So, I mean, it makes sense he's the main event player currently. Like, you don't have the guy who's going for a World Heavyweight Championship lose to Melo. Now, maybe they shouldn't have booked that match, mm. but I thought it was a good match either way, and it's not like he's probably going back down to NXT. He's already done it. He can't use the card again. Right. That was even like the classic, like, you know, veteran superstar gives the younger superstar the rub or whatnot. Yeah. And, like, obviously it doesn't work as much in modern times, but I think that's what they were going for. I also will say, I think Finn... I don't know if he needs to win, but I don't know how many more paper use the judgment deck and just, you know, take getting absolutely wrecked outside of Rhea Ripley before the dominance going. Well, we might before I think the it's credibility kind be, of falls apart. I think it could be possibly a judgment day sweep this because I I Dominic's gonna go over on Cody? Brock. Oh wait. Wait. Brother, oh, he's still okay. in a feud with Brock. You forget that I don't watch the product, brother. I'm just, I'm just. They're doing it at context. SummerSlam. Okay. So I think Dom's gonna get a win here, you, brother. You forget, brother, that Dominic served hard time. <laughs> yeah. You forget. Well, so. you forget he that Cody's dad knows what tattoo. hard times are. Well, the man who um, served hard time or the man who knows what hard times are. With that being said, um, Rollins and Balor brawled again. The Miz beat up Champa. Hilarious. We felt the power of Tazawa. He's oh, back. fantastic. They actually had a fun match, him and Dom. The fans were actually wanting Tazawa to win, which is awesome because they never use him at all. Um, and Money in the Bank stuff happened. Sammy and Gunther had a great match. Um, well, I mean, well, yeah. the sky is blue. Green, <laughs> like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Put Gunther on TV every week and just let him have a great match. I'm very excited for Riddle and Gunther because I think they're going to – my my pick is they're going to seal the show. And I think he's going to have one – he's not going to have Gunther's best match again. He already had that triple threat and Sheamus. I think it might be his third best match. I saw it's my bold prediction. If they gave him twenty minutes, bro. Right. They I've seen him make magic before, and they're gonna do it again. Yeah, just progress twenty sixteen. Yes, Atlas um, title. I saw um, somebody say that like um, I don't know why people complain about this uh, Raw show because I don't watch Raw. I watch this thing called the Gunther Show. It's <laughs> exactly twenty minutes long every week, and it's great. <laughs> That's the yeah. one reason they can never take the belt off or give Gunther like one of the big belts because they need him to wrestle every single week because he is that. So that's good. what the World Heavyweight Championship is. That, I guess that is true. Because what did you guys see that Seth has had six defenses and Roman has had five in like the last calendar year, which is disgustingly <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> Seth defended on NXT. Hey man, love Seth. But that love being Seth. Said, love the music. Love the gimmick. Ten out of ten. Any last um, thoughts on the Fed? Seth Rollins has had more title defenses than MJF. Yeah, but MJF's cool. Yeah, exactly. So. If exactly. LA Knight hey, doesn't win this guy? Saturday, I think I will be sad. <laughs> um, with that being, well, we're gonna we're gonna get into Money in the Bank. Okay, fair, 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 fair. But right. with that being said, we're gonna go to our first little PSA break. When we come back, we're gonna light the fuse, talk about dynamite, and we're gonna talk about the Forbidden Door. Stay with us. Welcome back, to WBGL. It's time. It's time. It's Forbidden Door time. It's time. Let it's- me know. Time. Door is stuck. Who, Let me who out. Who the man? <laughs> the door is stuck. Door Let is me stuck. out. They have just left Shibata there. Shibata's like, guys, can I go yeah. back home? There you go. Um, let's go ahead and get into Forbidden Door. First things first, we did not have a match on Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam Cole Bebe uh, pulled a little fast one on us. Um, <laughs> And I, by Adam Cole, I mean his immune system because uh, he got sick. I was very and, and then I I don't, I don't think I he wanted it, to. I don't think he wanted to do the job, brother. No, I mean, I, he was gonna win, brother. He coughed. I was coughed, so sad they didn't get to see Filthy Tom Lawler yeah, and yeah, the yeah. jorts and all. He was there. He had a dark match. Did he have a dark match he, with uh, Serpentico? Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was basically yeah, just hey, we're sorry. Here's Tom Lawler. 
uh, for like five minutes. Why couldn't we just thrown Roddy in? That is a good question. Because he's. I mean, I kind of get why we tour. don't. Because like the show, I think. I mean, it was long. It wasn't super long, but it was like you could tell Okada Danielson probably what I heard. I think is they were supposed to go like they may have gone an hour, man. Right. I heard because um and and being the elite, if you watch that, they had uh, Okada put on the Young Bucks gear again. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you can't be doing this. You're like, yeah, wrestle for an hour later. Yeah. So, but um, I think maybe for time, you know, and also maybe Roddy wasn't in Canada. I mean, he, I I think he would have had to have been because he was on Dynamite. Yeah, but and Dynamite's like- filmed three days later. It's like if you're not supposed to be there, you don't have to be there, kind of thing. Spend more time with your family, man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, speaking of, they also had, today is currently when they're taping Collision, so, mm. can't have it on Canada Day, folks. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. But let's go ahead and get into the car. The, you want to go over buy-in matches? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, they were all pretty good, so, yep. why not? Wait, did, or did I not see that match? Oh, wait, no, this is old, for, okay, that makes more sense. I looked up for <laughs> Ben Door card. We're doing a rewind to 2022. Yeah, yeah, bro, I saw I saw the um, Coughlin and them are going, like, they were not on the card, not the right. card I was watching. Um, I think, what did we have? Team of Chaos, which they didn't watch any of these matches. I watched this one alone. Mm. Of, what was it? Best Friends, Rocky, and El Despi versus Mobile Embassy. Mm. And Mobile Embassy won. That was fun. Yeah, um... Good win for Mogul Embassy. They need to rack up more of those on TV and <laughs> on actual pay-per-views uh, cards. But, you know, I'll take a, a swerve win when I can get it. What I, I'm struggling to find the card here. If you have it, um, please indulge me. I'm pulling it up right about now. What is a zero hour? It's a pre-show. But how does, like, a zero hour work? Because you can't have like in negative. Terms of, in terms of time? Yeah, you can't have negative time. Um... If I know correctly, um, which I very well may not, I'm not a time scientist or whatever, but um, it's just like the the starting point of something, yeah, more so than like before something, right? Like you can have, no, I don't get you that. can have like when it's exactly like two o'clock, right? Yeah, like, but that's two o'clock. <laughs> it's not zero. Yeah, but you know, like, don't worry about it's it. It's the zero, and then you lead up to one, whatever. Um, we had Billy Starks versus Athena. I've gotten the card now. Yes, Billy Starks. Thank Athena. you for stalling. No, <laughs> friend of the show, Billy Starks. Friend of the show, Val Victoria and Billy Starks. They didn't mention on TV, losing of course to Athena. I mean, she had the belt. She can't lose. Right. And uh, actually, actually, Athena is like should win. Honest yeah. to goodness, like one of the coolest women's wrestlers right now. I think she is the best women's wrestler in AEW Ring of Honor right now. Is my bold. That is. Name. That's. Uh, in the entirety of, of both companies, yes. um, I mean, I, pu- I would put her very high up. I think, like, at not like she is, like, oh, all, all time, but, like, at the current moment, I think she's better than Storm and Willow and stuff like that. And I think they're all great. Right. But, like, she's having a crazy run that nobody's watched because not a lot of people watch Ring of Honor currently. Right. Unless you're a diehard. But, like, her stuff where, like, she basically will just, like, absolutely wreck people is, like, just so fun to watch. Yeah. I... I don't see – there was another – you know what? Unless you can remember it, we'll it just – El Phantasmo versus that, Oh, ELP versus Stu Grayson, which also is a weird one to put on. Because Stu Grayson hasn't been on AEW TV in – like, he had that one match versus Moxley. And then he turned on Dark Order and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because I'm the only one who pays attention to Ring of Honor. He's, uh, he's in – The Righteous. 
Yeah, that weird, like, Wyatt family ripoff. Well, they were literally, <laughs> I'm pretty sure for a while that everyone was saying they were signed by WWE and they were supposed to be in Wyatt's like, yeah. table, and they, yeah. that just didn't happen. Um, of course, ELP gets the win. We're in G1 season, baby. Mm. Gotta, gotta, New Japan has to get some wins. Um, And speaking of New Japan getting wins, we had a whole New Japan match on the uh, the pre-show. Oh yeah, Uh, well Fletcher's technically. Eh, yeah, he it it floats. UE, Um, the team of TJ Perkins, Jeff Cobb, my boy, repping the suplex, and Kyle Fletcher lost to. um, Can you pronounce this? I don't want. I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Uh, which was the team of Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and the ticking time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. Of course, um, this match I do want to talk about, because you watched it, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the match was not even shown on camera. It's when Jeff Cobb just walked over at the start of the match and picked up the junior heavyweight championship, <laughs> yeah. and he goes, I'm the junior heavyweight champion. <laughs> and all and Kevin Kelly, Excalibur, and the other commentator goes, no, you're not. That's not possible. Fantastic. I'm the ju- he's like, he's 280 pounds. He technically cannot be a junior heavyweight. <laughs> New uh, Japan's junior division is a little weird, though, because, like, Shingo was a junior. Yeah. When he was, like, as big as he is now. So, yeah, it was weird. But, I mean, he's not Jeff Cobb size. So, right, right. It's, where it's, like, so blatantly obvious, yeah. you know. Um, of course, um, LIJ get the win. Let's go on to that main card. Do we start? We start off with MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Because he demanded it. Yep. No, um, I didn't watch this. Gotta be the champ ain't going on last. He's going on first, brother. It's just yeah, the way it is. The Brock way. Even if I didn't watch the match, I know it was single-handedly the greatest match of the night. Let's Ooh, be, it be actually here. was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I, re- I, I was on the train. It was bad. I didn't say it was bad, but I was like, my go-to watch. It's also like, for someone who's never watched Roshi Tanahashi like Alex, hmm. this is not a great first taste. It's because a ba- he, but also... I was sitting by Alex, who was yammering the whole time, so I wasn't getting sucked in the match. On the yammering. second watch, I liked the match a lot more. I was yammering because it was... Okay, okay. you Look, yammered in every single match. Yeah, because I was having a glorious time. Um, <laughs> shit chatted up with the boys, man. I, I hadn't hung out in a while. Um, I'll preface it with this. As I said, I was going to be a little nicer. Um, a two-pronged approach here. Number one, um, like I recognize... This this show this style it just ain't for me. Not in like a bad way. Not in like I think it's stupid or anything. Like it's just it just doesn't click. Cause like I was watching things on Instagram, like people talking about the matches, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, that was such an amazing pay per view! What an amazing match!" And I was like, "I it just didn't click." Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I just That's know fair. it's not. I know it's not, and that that's to an extent. I'm I'm gonna give them a, a, the benefit of the doubt to a to a level there. Like for example, I think there's some things that are ir- di- like disregard style should just be done. Like for example, if you have a 48 year old guy that cannot move, you do not schedule a 15 minute match for him to not move around. Cannot move? I think he can move. He seems pretty agile. I mean, <laughs> agile is relative. Like like agile in the sense that Sting is agile for a 60 year old man in the same way. Like I'm just I mean, like Sting is over agile he, for here. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're gonna what, use examples like st- what I what I relative. saw throughout that pay per view and what stuck out to me with that one or with the Sting spot, which again he almost died twice um, during the pay per view, which we'll certainly get to that. I guess I just felt like it 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 felt it felt like the GCW show we saw right. Like, remember where we're like, we're going in, and Justin Lee's like, hey, man, this is going to be a long show because everyone's going to get their minutes. It felt like everybody was going to get their minutes, and nobody was actually at the driver's seat of booking the pay per view, in a sense. 
I mean, then I, again, I'm saying this all to say that I'm not familiar with the styles and I don't watch the show. So you all could just say this is how it is every single time. And therefore, that nulls my criticism to an extent. I'm not denying that that's the case. I'm just telling you that's how I felt. Guess what? What? This is how it is every single yeah. time. And, 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 and that's why it's not for me. That really, like, like honestly, the reason I loved WrestleMania night one and night two is because there were a couple short matches because it was a paced pay-per-view. And this didn't feel like that for me. It felt like every single match was long. Every single match was telling a elaborate story or doing an elaborate spot or whatever, and it just it just didn't click. I'm just going to be honest with you. Now, there were still moments I liked. Like, I'm really glad I saw Will Ospreay wrestle because that was cool, and his finishing maneuver is the coolest one I've ever seen. But, like, other than the meltdown, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> Noah gets it. Um, but, like, you know, that's just that. That's all I want to say. And, and th- this first match did not exactly hook me in as someone who had not watched the product, and that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here and the point I'm trying to make about AEW. Like, if for a first match with the champ, th- there was not a whole lot for me there that made me think. Like, I'm sure your hero Tanahashi, your goat, pre- John Cena, like you said, like, like I still loved The Undertaker despite all the horrible matches he had. Not to say that this was horrible. I'm just saying, guys. That's all I'm saying. I know I've been talking a while. I'm, I just was trying to say that I'm not going to heal it up like usual and just shake my fist at the cloud and say it sucked because I didn't think that. Now, Noah has something to say. Now, I agree with you, Alex. You didn't watch the match! But, <laughs> but I looked at Twitter, and as we all know, the internet wrestling community has never been wrong ever <laughs> in their life, as I'm a member of the internet wrestling community. And they were saying some of the same things Alex was saying, and my counter is, MJF did the best job that he could have with the cards that he was dealt. He had a fantastic match from what I was able to tell. That's all I'm going to say. It was a good spawn. Unless you have anything to say, Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought it like the match was fine. You know, it like yeah. met my expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't anticipate that this of all the matches of on the card was going to be like the barnstormer, no, like you know, no, bring no, down no, the no. house or whatever. Um. And I would, I think, and Alex, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but even like somebody who is not intimately familiar with the stories going into the show, I think got the idea of the story of this match and why this match was, was where it was on the card, why it was worked the way that it was, you know, MJF dismissing new Japan Tanahashi as like the emblem of new Japan, you know? Um, so that kind of dynamic, I think came across pretty clearly. Now I will say Tanahashi, um, is a little older. Um, yes. and, uh, in like his, peak years were around about like 2010 to like 2014 roundabout um which he was undoubtedly the john cena of japan Japan. um which that is not a title that i think even like fans of his necessarily will should say anymore uh because i I think that role has been taken over by okada in particular um you know at this point he is he is a, just a well-respected veteran, kind of like more in like a what's a, a more apt uh, comparison? Old WWE guy. I mean, yeah, I'm like trying to Cody think of like who's like an old WWE Randy guy Orton? that could Randy Orton, more, sort of more accurately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, he's he's reliable for like a good solid like 15 minutes, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna keep his opponent safe. He's gonna keep himself safe. Yeah. You know, it'll be he'll put in some fun air guitar spots. You know. So that was what I expected, and that's what I got. 
Hey, I loved when MJF walked out with a jacket, man. That was good heel work. I like that. That had me. I just, I did like man. the scheduled tweet that he's like, I've already won this match, and then the match is like not even halfway through. At that was point. pretty funny. <laughs> but with yeah. that being said, we gotta go to another quick PSA break. We'll be back after these brief messages. Lariat, Lariat, what? Kojima, Kojima, <laughs> Lariat. Look in my eyes. What do you see? It is the cult of personality. CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima in an actual. I mean, it's a, it's a match Punk wanted. When you say booked by the wrestlers, I'm pretty sure Punk's like, well, if I can't have Kenta, give me Kojima. Punk did not want Kenta at all. No, I know. <laughs> well, I know Punk didn't want Kenta, but when that match yeah. was off the table, right? They just give me. Brett I like this match though. Oh, I did like this match a I, lot. This, yeah, <laughs> it was, was good heel work, man. This is very fun. Yeah, very fun, especially heel hamming it up, Punk. It's just because I'm. I'm I think Kojima gets still. I think. I think. To be fair, watching it, I thought Kojima went better than Tana, personally. Well, yeah, because Kojima's you know move set does not yeah require they, that much. Ta- of him. Also, Tana's again like he said a lot of back and knee surgery, so right. like like you know Tana's core move set has like the sling blade and like the high five o and <laughs> Kojima's move set is like lariat chop you know lariat <laughs> right. lariat. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I thought this was. Really fun, and I am uh, heartened to see Punk rolling with an audience that is not behind him. Yes. Thank God. Because um, that's what he's going to get his whole tour in Canada, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, Because uh, for a little bit there, I forgot that, oh, yeah, CM Punk has a lot of fun when he does heel stuff. <laughs> so, like, he might actually lean into this. Um, and so ho- I just hope they continue it on TV and not just for, like, these one-off pay-per-view matches. Speaking of CM Punk, one thing that – we didn't mention Collision. Um, Punk has, I think, third loss in AEW this past week. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. um, Bullet, 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 the Bullet Club Gold and the Guns, which are officially now part of Bullet Club Gold, looks like, got the win over uh, Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks with Jay White hitting that Blade Runner for the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the only other times Punk lost is Mox and MJF. I mean, again, it is a tag match, and he didn't take the pin, but, like, Kind of crazy, right? Um, I'm I'm glad they're giving Jay White a big win. Oh yeah, and they he deserved it. <laughs> they need it. They deserve it. Um, you know, uh, if you want to make Bullet Club Gold look like you know the heel faction of Collision, that's how you do it. Is by you know having this legitimate back and forth rivalry. Yep, that was. I agree. Also, um, can we just take a minute to uh. Um, shout out what a trooper punk is for taking hands down the nastiest spot I have ever seen in my life. Kojima's elbow drop. Yeah. That was <laughs> way lower than a normal elbow drop is. <laughs> that is, that it, was rough to watch. I can't say what it was on air, but let's yeah, just yeah. say he took the elbow drop of all elbow drops. I would Talk not want to. Two elbow drop botches in this pay per view. I don't know that that was a botch. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, he, Kojima said it wasn't supposed to be. Kojima can say what he wants. Uh, I will, in my mind. Well, Kojima's yeah, just trying, trying to, to protect fair, the business, brother. They, trying to protect the business. They put in Kojima's promo. They said, I will kill you, idiot. And then Kojima tweeted on Twitter. He's like, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe Kojima's just like hey, plotting. He's not, as, he's not as innocent as he appears to be. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that was a good match. Good match. It, I mean, like that, that. The only the only thing was that I was like, man, I wish Punk would, like you said, heal it up everywhere because right. he he's a heel in pretty much most places other than Chicago. It comes so naturally to him. It, like people forget that Straight Edge Messiah CM Punk was like the best heel in the company for yeah. a significant amount of time. He did a promo with Aaron Rumble. <laughs> exactly, because he was awesome. Like he was so. People were man, man. When he fight, when he came out in the Jeff Hardy, um, yeah. When he came out in the Jeff Hardy um, gear and stuff, right after he got Jeff Hardy fired, that yep. was crazy. Um, then was it Sonata and Hollywood? Jack Perry. Now, um, uh, well, hasn't happened to fishing yet. The, uh, yet. The, if we're going in chronological, what are we going? Uh, yeah, it's it's the four way. Was it the four way next? Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, I could talk about this four way all day. I'm gonna go ahead and put in my four cents right here. I was sports entertained. That's all I wanted from this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like this match. I did like this match too, and I'm gonna bring it. Well, he's good. He's the biggest orange. Ca- he's bigger than I am, I think, for OC. Oh, people hate him. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people he do not he like him, champ. which is interesting. Me? No, well, Alex, Alex. A lot of people don't like him, which I find very interesting because, like, uh, it's just it, that. That's you know, wrestling fans, obviously, especially online. Like, you know, they get something original, like, oh my gosh, they've overdone it. But I'm like, you know, if something's good. Keep going, and I, I think it's good. I'm very excited because we are getting the splinter in the road. I think OC will fight. Garcia again, I think he probably will win because he never loses. But um, I think we see the splinter on the road where we're going to get Saber OC at some point is what they were teasing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to – we know, I think, in the next Ring of Honor show we're getting Garcia um, Shibata. Right. And I just want Shibata to beat Garcia up for like 20 minutes and not going to – like he did to Yuta. Yeah, that'd be fun to see. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I think. It was also very yeah. fun to see Shibata and Saber back in a ring together. Um, oh, everybody in this match was just having so much fun. <sighs> so good, and you could tell. Um, but yeah, uh, Daniel Garcia um, figured out that the best defense is dance, which is <laughs> just like the the most hilarious thing. Dance in the world. style. Um, but uh, and then uh, there's a. Funny little uh, bit on the uh, dynamite match that he had this week, where he he teased doing the dance for the crowd because it got so over at the pay per view, <laughs> and then he he uh, like shoot it away. It was like, no, no, you don't deserve it. And then he danced like Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he uh, danced on a man, but OC retaining yeah. to <sighs> see. The problem is. I pick against OC, but he's my boy. So it's like, but to be fair, every single person in this match was my boy. So I was like, I guess any of them winning, I'd be like, I'm happy with. Well, at some point, I think very soon, he's going to drop that. That's why I thought this would be the, you know. Right. Um, But I I think it's going to be in a one-on-one, and it's probably going to be against somebody who individually is more connected to OC than any of these guys are. Yeah, and, and you would also probably say needs the win in a sense, where because I mean that's sort of you work up all this cred of a guy holding the belt for so long to give it to somebody who, not needs it, but you know what I mean, like could use it. And in a fatal four like this with all the with all these like big players, I would say especially because like the way they even booked at the end there, where I liked how like Orange just stole the win, right? Where, like it kind of protected everybody. Yes. That like I think they're yeah. conscious like, enough of that. A, but not in a heel way. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. A, it was clearly like a desperate like, yeah. you know, babyface move. Which which I think I think was exactly the way it needed to end. And I think that's very befitting of his character, especially. So I I like this map. 
Two matches in a row, I was feeling good. Everyone gets to hear Jane and Shibata and OC celebrate, and everyone's happy. Yep. Um, was it was it IWP next? Um, yes, yes, it was. It was. Yep. Oh, brother. He sunned him. He, he sunned him. He, he did sun He him. lost <laughs> to a moonsault. He is not him. Do we think that was planned? No. Oh, yes, absolutely. What? Are you sure? Because the ref reacted like something was wrong. Red Shoes is like, brother, did you not kick out? <laughs> yeah, because like the ref counted and like put his hands back down on the mat in a very strange looking. Well, he was like, he kind of like made sure his shoulder was down afterwards, which made um, me think it was a. Botch. But I think it worked. I at first I thought it was botched, but I think it was planned because of the the heel turn right after. Yeah, everybody was in on this to build to the turn. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I know. do love Sonata sunning him though. It's yeah. so funny. Right. Now you die. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just fulfilling the prophecy of his interest. Um, Logan, by the way, you didn't tell me that uh, Taka Minchinoku was in the Five Guys yeah, or whatever. Just Five Guys, because I, 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 I was like I was watching Reliving the War and he had a match and I was like oh, I'm gonna look into this guy and I was like he's like currently in just Five Guys and I was like ain't no it's way. Him. Sonata, Taiki, Taka's an ageless Sonata, wonder, man. Incredible. And oh, he ha- yeah has not aged a day. Looks incredible. Exactly the same. Hey, man, he was he was carrying the light heavyweight division for a time because there was only <laughs> also Doki and and Jack Perry had a great match on Rampage. Yes, yes, they did. I uh, think I think Alex would be a big Doki Mark personally, but uh, everybody should be a big. Doki. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know nothing about this guy, but he's 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 part of that faction. So oh, he, uh, the, the the guy walking down the the ramp with Sonata had, he had like, like a, a mask on. Oh wait, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. 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 He was, he was in the match. Yeah, the only good part of this match was um, Jungle Boy turning heel because that was pretty funny. But also the, the the us not paying attention then going, wait, it ended because <laughs> we all thought it, we well, all thought I it was didn't a think, I didn't think it was going to end to a moonsault. So I was like, okay. Right, right. Uh, no, I, I liked this finish. Um, I like it too, especially after the heel turn. Yeah, I mean, it, it all works well to justify his anger. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I loved um, – so here we'll we'll talk about Jack, I assume we will. Uh, we will get into his, that dynamite promo. Um, but this particular moment, when he's when he doesn't have a mic in front of him and just has to rely on like his facial expressions and his body language, mm-hmm. was such good acting for like, why are you booing me? Like, yeah, you know, he just like so concerned and so like you know indignant at this crowd. That yeah, it it for me like fell right in uh, to to the heel turn. Like it it was just like I don't know um, something that you would see on like a, a big WWE show. Yeah, so. and I also love them bringing Taz out for this match. <laughs> so, oh, dude, Taz on commentary. Y- after, you're right. That was so <laughs> like sold it. Fantastic. And what, yeah, what about when um when he was gonna say what the uh what the crowd what was the saying? Crowd was both, saying goes, both the com- uh what is what's his name? Um Excalibur. Excalibur sold that like Taz was about to drop some words on yeah, television. Yeah. That was hilarious. That that and I <laughs> part of me was like Taz can still go. I'm like, I'm expecting Taz to run down the ramp of got the hot jump, mate. He puts the Taz uh, mission on him. I would have popped that. No <laughs> doubt about it. The the human suplex machine. Well we'll get into we'll get into more of that jungle boy later on in his uh his promo this week, but we're gonna go ahead and keep rolling with these forbidden doors. Did we have I think was it AW Women's Championship next? No, no, no. It's the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat yep, Club guys. Come on, I gotta pull it up. You know, I'm gonna give this time, so we're gonna go to a quick PSA break because we're about to, we were about to do it in the minute anyway, and this is, um, I, we'll we'll tell you why this is interesting when we get back, but stay with us. He on the other team. Welcome back. Oh, sorry. 
He was on the other team. That's what okay. I'm getting into. Sorry, We're getting into that 10-man tag, the BCC, Shula Umano, and um, Takeshita. Kenosuke Takeshita. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Versus the elite Eddie Kingston, Alex's favorite wrestler, and Tomohiro Ishii. I said that right, right? Yes, you Good did. pronunciation. There we go. I watched New Japan, so I know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L-I-J, I always mess up In-go-ber-na-blaze. It's the er. Ingobernables. De Japon. I remember De Japon. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I always go, L-I-J, hey man, you're, L-I-J. You're, you're about as uh, accurate with the pronunciations as Kevin, Kevin Kelly is, generally, so you're in good standing. Kazuchika Kokata! <laughs> but um, this was, I think, Alex and... This might be Alex and Noah's least favorite matches because they contained <sighs> their least favorite wrestlers. Alex said that to me, and I'm like, this is perfect because you're about to see your least... Oh, my God. See, people know why I hate John Moxley. That's true. You gotta explain yours, bro. Okay, Eddie Kingston. Um, all right. Well, for one, I'm not gonna lie. This this match is the match that lost me for a bit, and I I was in a tailspin that I'm not sure if I fully recovered from because there's there's long spots, there's storytelling long spots, there's drawn out spots, and then there's John Moxley and Eddie Kingston giving the weakest chops in the history of the business to each other over and over and over again. John Moxley, John Moxley was phoning it in there at the end, but that's because he wasn't bleeding, so he didn't have the energy they needed. No, but for real. Um, he ain't my, lying. My, my, he my, ain't lying. My Eddie Kingston beef sur- uh, surrounds the fact that if I, or if anybody, were to were to be on this show every week and remind everyone that they're on the radio every single week that they're on the radio, that would be quite annoying. And Eddie Kingston's entire thing that he mentions that he's a professional wrestler and not a sports entertainer anytime he has a microphone irks me among other things Isn't that i just what like brian danielson does yes too well yeah no, I, I, Isn't I that what john moxley does now yes. too isn't that what claudio castagnoli does yes. now too? Well, they like, never give claudio a microphone because john moxley's always hogging it from him <laughs> well see first of all i don't really claudio gets a microphone yeah. in ring of honor brother right. you got well, paid for okay, that nobody right. watches that admittedly i don't really like john moxley either and as for danielson and claudio i think they're far better in the ring than both those guys anyway so it's enough to, it's enough to carry the weight whereas eddie kingston's moveset consists of chops and punches and chops and punches and they're chops brawlers and punches. chops and punches <laughs> that's okay. the move hey man hey man stone stone cold brought on a luthes press every once in a while that's all i'm saying but you know well, stone cold was the ringmaster we have a the, the need anyway. Doesn't he matter. Was part doesn't matter. Part um, Stone Cold's out. Nah, man. Here. I just like I like I I just didn't I it just it just didn't stick again. Like as I saw with later matches that did that same spot. Like that's the style, and I get that. And that's not again. I'm not you know I like I understand. It's, now and, remembering this was the match where me and Alex got in, and now I got into a shouting match. That's true. Over because they were like they were tired of the chop spot. Because it like it just <sighs> they were complaining about it. It just ran just... too long for me. But again, like if that that's the style of these shows, and I get that. Also, so... weak chop. I until I give. Let's let Noah give you five chops. Okay, and it, then you can complain about any weak chop. Admittedly, spot. admittedly, when you guys reacted like that, it might not have been that match. There was just one. Of the matches where they were doing a chop spot. I'm pretty sure it was this Where match. I was like, guys, okay, you have to actually throw a little bit of something into one or two of them. They were, th- bro, their chests were blood red. What are you talking about? I think, I'll, th- I'll say this. Eddie Kingston, who I do not like, was giving, it, was giving him the business. But John Moxley did not seem to be doing that. But however, you know, look. Quentin hey, man. Mustard. I got to saw Claudio. He was pretty cool. Uh, love that whole, you know, spinning around spot. You know, thumbs up. Uh, it's like a carnival person. I like they the Bucks. The person spinning around. I, li- I liked Hangman. He's pretty cool. Um, 
But yeah, I just I don't know. Like like it if you're if you like that storyline between Moxley and Kingston and all that, then this is the match for you, and that's fine because that like you said he's over like rubber with the crowd, which is again what I think that's who they're booking it to, and that's fine. I'm just telling you that that was that was my thoughts. It doesn't mean I'm right, you know what I mean? Doesn't mean that's the only opinion to have. I'm just saying. That that's your opinion. No, it's you have correct. to say it with your chest, Alex. <laughs> okay, if you I wa- when I watch when I watch like a regular AEW show with you guys, like the gloves will be more off. But I know that this was a different kind of show, and I know that's like the appeal of Forbidden Door, and I get that. I will say is all is all that I'm really saying here. Honestly, if I was in the crowd, I probably would have enjoyed it more because I like I love GCW because I was in the middle of all that nonsense. We had those that's guys fair. that hated me. It's so, like that. I acknowledge that that also could have played a role. I'm just saying. But it, I will say, I I think I said it before, but Ishii getting the win. I'm still like shocked in my head because I'm like, that's the fall guy right there. Right, right. He's lost multiple times that he's gonna lose. I'm like, they finally gave him his lick back. I was so excited. Who did he? Did he pin Shooter? Uh, he pinned uh, Wheeler. Wheeler, yeah. Yep. yep. Utah. So uh, the Combat Club, like, I don't know, made him walk on hot coals like, while <laughs> Danielson said he was gonna smack him with his broken arm <laughs> at the press conference. <laughs> nice. Um, but I love the match. You know, you guys, I, I was enthralled. I was I was story told in, you know, I was into everything they were doing. The Claudio Kingston stuff, the Claudio, uh, the Kingston Moxley. Obviously, the Elite and the BCC still have the beef. Ishii and Moxley still have the beef, you know, and um, who else? Well, I miss Shudo was there, too. Mm. Takeshi was, looked, knocked Ishii the crap out, you know? Mm. Pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have. I loved this match. Um, I don't think it was like anywhere close to being like in my match of the night or anything, but I no. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like you, Logan, I've already like invested in the Kingston Moxley story, um, so mm-hmm. that colors my viewing of it greatly. You know, um, I I already know these characters. I already know what it is that they do. You know, so that helps quite a bit. Um, although I will, I will say this: um, the um, your your point about uh, Eddie Kingston uh, constantly saying that he's a wrestler and and that be, being annoying and grinding under your skin or something. I think honestly that's a, a very shallow uh, reading of Eddie Kingston's promo ability and his and what he he is trying to get forward to Mox in particular mm-hmm. um and uh i think also it's it's inaccurate i mean his um if you're looking at the the promos um what is is more building up is you know this friendship that's been broken apart and that is signified by their connection over pro wrestling. So, yeah. I, I no, admit, I, admittedly, my disdain may have been based around stuff that is not nearly as recent. Again, I don't, wa- I think, I don't watch a whole lot of them. I, I'm not going to pretend that I do. So, I'll Correct me, me if I'm wrong here. It wasn't that you was a wrestler. It was more like, I'm a fighter, not a wrestler. What I do is real. It wasn't one of the things that, that you said annoyed I, you. I, I typically do and, not like that in a general sense. But, I mean, like like you said, if other again, I haven't seen other people say because I don't watch And, again, it, so. you haven't, again, like. Now, there is one, there's, like, one famous, like, Kingston promo from, like, Progress. Where he does that, yeah. Where he, he he's like all these WWE guys. Yeah, he goes yeah. Like Ilya, and right. he says, the and same. that got shared around like a couple of years ago. And like when he first came out with like Cody and stuff like that, mm. um, he was like in that he does say that like, but it's not like he's again. But in that in that Alex case, it's a contrast against him and Cody, yeah. who is like the ultimate 
The like ultimate burn. Burn. man's was selling the injury at his wife's birthday. Right. God bless. Right. God bless right. him. He Admittedly, was... most of my Eddie Kingston hate was cartoonish. I didn't intend for it to turn into a whole soliloquy on the podcast. Um, look, man. That's honestly... what you said that you were <laughs> intending for it to do. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was, like, that was, hey, man. You know. Look, you know, I <laughs> like any good. I'm not trying to like make you feel bad or anything, but oh, like sorry, you know, I, I just no, yeah. I, I do, I do feel bad sometimes. Cause again, I don't watch a whole lot of it, like but any I mean, good journalist, Alex knows how to backtrack. That's, that's exactly right, man. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, week week three next week, I learn how to write retractions. I'm really looking forward. It's, gonna, looking forward it's going to well. No, but <laughs> it, admittedly, outside of the Eddie Kingston, this match just. Did not stick with me, but again, you guys loved it, which just shows the whoa, the, the whoa, gap there. Whoa! Don't throw me in this. <laughs> I, I pointed at them. Hey, look, you know Noah, if John Moxley is on this man's screen, he is. No, if you were yeah, paying yeah. attention to the show today, you would have noticed that I was pointing at well, um, ooh, Cooper and Logan. Alex, but I know you're busy out here doing business. All right, okay. You see what happened was Alex <laughs> hit me, and then I he paused for a second, so I hit him back. And then I paused for a second, so he hit me back. <laughs> and then I hit him again because he paused for a second. And we just kept going like two gentlemen brawlers that we are. It's and wrestling. It was, cool. it was cool. My thing is, like, if that's your complaint, every single spot is planned out and people have their things. Like, if you want to watch real fight, watch UFC. Yeah, like it's I – It's supposed yeah, to look yeah, like a I, real fight. No, it's not. It's yes, supposed it is. to look like wrestling. If it's not so – if it's supposed to look like a real fight, then why are they doing it? Why are you not watching UFC instead? Because the UFC has a paywall, and I can go to Logan's house for free. <laughs> and uh, to so, be fair, the pay per views when we watch AEW does have a paywall too. To me, to my to my wallet, I pay for it. Well, I'm not you. Um, yeah, I put I put like no stock whatsoever into the the realism of how like a spot like, looks. Like you know, I if I if yeah. I got hung up about that, I wouldn't watch any of it. <laughs> like, yeah, know? no, yeah. I, that, that, I, I I agree with that. Right. Um, Mine was more about the fact that it felt like they did that and a spot like that a lot, and that's what wore well, on me. But again, again, that is that right, is the right. new Japan. Style. I know, I know that, that is, is and I style. and I get that. Yeah, I, and I, I I get where you're coming from. Um, one other thing uh, that I want to really put over big time in this match is uh, Takeshita and Ishii. They had like this whole <gasps> like little mini feud with each other in the midst of all of this chaos, like. They were so focused in on it, like very much in the same way that Moxley and Kingston were, um, that I thought they could just put on show-stealing performances, the both of them. I love, too, that the very end with Eddie saving Mox from the double super kick. Yeah, that was crazy. And then when the match ended, he was, like, pushing the elite away, and then he's hugging Ishii, and he's, like, pushing him away. Like, you know, know, like, I don't have to explain anything to you, you know? Okay, Um, but at the same token, you did that spot – in later in the match, after John Moxley and Eddie Kingston had already chopped and punched each other, you could be indecisive, man. Inter- People were indecisive. I don't think, yeah, like at the end of the day, like that's still his boy, you know. And he's and the whole point of this feud is to try to pull him away from the combat club. So he's well, not, I hope and, they do you know, and, because and, the co- combat club looked cool until Moxley was doing that ridiculous strut. Like everyone else is like walking <laughs> like like the baddest man on the planet. Claudio looks like he could rip me in half, and then Moxley's also, like. Death Rider theme should just be the BCC's theme as a group. For oh, it's so cool! So I love that like low and slow Wait, bass line. Was that the theme they played at the they show? They played Mox's Death Rider theme. Okay, yeah, I like. I did like that actually. Because you were cool. like, "Where's Wall thing?" And I'm like, "Well, that." It's, yeah, I didn't, it, I didn't, so a lot of the New Japan shows will use their New Japan theme. Mox and and, and Omega have theirs because they were, yeah. you know, they spent a time over there. I liked so. that. That was good music. Then we get on to my actual. You you said there was three spreadsheet matches. I had four. Um, and my fourth was the AEW Women's World Championship. T- 
Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. I was very, very much into this match. Even though I knew Willow was probably not going to win. Mm-hmm. I was I was getting hyped for the Dr. Bomb. They had they were going to good ones. They were they were throwing them hard. I think Willow broke Tony's nose. It it got pretty brutal. Um Tony was wearing her stardom gear. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome, man. It was awesome. Went out the red and black. Um when as soon as Soho got thrown out, I'm like, "Oh, it's on now. We're just having a straight old good old-fashioned slobber knocker." And I like too that basically Willow was getting the majority of the offense and had Tony on the ropes and again it was her smartmanship to cheat, get the pull the ref in. Once it moved, raking the eyes, and I—I I mean, again, I think Strong Zero is one of my favorite finishers because it's so quick, and looks like you just killed a man mm-hmm. or a woman whenever you hit it, depending on you know maybe she hits on a Fred Ross or maybe she hits on a Willow. <laughs> right. But um, so like I love the how quick she can just rake the eyes into the pile driver one two three. I was I was really into this match. You you were liking the chops and stuff like that. You okay, were- yeah, the, yeah, I liked the, I liked this match. It was it was it was it was, it was a fine match. I liked I liked the change. I also liked the fact, like you said, like the women's wrestlers that could take down the straps. That was crazy. Never seen yeah. that before. That's yeah. what that's what Noah said. Willow is the best because she's the only women's wrestler that can take down. That was the straps. awesome. Like, they, hey man, man, that was cool. I like that because again, that's the spot that you don't see in women's wrestling. For reasons, so and I wish, I wish she's so intense about it he can, too. Yeah, like very deliberate. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 she watched. She watched Kurt Angle back in the day. She knows how to do it. She's yeah. the girl she with doing, the man. power. I too. I wish he could have seen the doctor bomb because that's also one of my. That's okay, like you my were hyping that up, and I was sad that I didn't get to the see that. gut wrench power bomb. It always looks good, man. Yeah, yeah. People like even Nyla Rose like sells it really good. They had a match on Collision this week that was pretty good. Um, I was very excited by that, and it looks like we're getting. Willow versus Julia down the line. I'm sure she's going to fight Mercedes again. She's got Athena. It is the summer of Willow. As every summer should be. As every summer should be. The girl with the power. And then we get into some people's patch of the night. Not everyone's, apparently. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, number two. Yeah, I see it. And with me saying that, we're going to go to a quick little station identification. Because, I mean, if there's any match that deserves it, it's this one. If I can find the page. And then we're going to go to a quick ad break. What do you want to hit, boys? What ID do you want to hit? I'll I, let you decide, Cooper. I can't see the screen. Which one speaks to you? Let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm feeling in the mood for some Los Pollos. Right Los now. Pollos. Well, here's a brief second of station identification. Tony, what the what are you doing? I'm getting excited, Jim. I'm getting excited, Jim. I'm getting so excited for this match. This was my, I like I. You could have the Forbidden Door card could have just been this match, and I'd be like, "Well, it's great." <laughs> it could have been this and Danielson. I've been and gave it gave them each an hour. I've been like, "Best pay per view ever." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, this was so good. The I, I, it. All right, let me first say before I say any words and get exasperated. It's whoever says it's better than the first match. It's wrong, in my opinion. And it's also your opinion, too, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like the first one a little bit more. I think two reasons. One, New Japan's camera is 50 times better than AEW's or anybody else's. The way they shoot um, high-impact matches is always... Like, I think like if you're having like your fun matches, I think maybe AEW or stuff may be better. But like when you get into those main event level, like the blood feuds, I don't think there's anybody who has better camera work than New Japan. I also think their rings are better. I like the, the the instead of having all the turnbuckles a try and stuff like that in the tables. Right. It's just the atmosphere. And two, Don Callis. Mm. All right. I love Don Callis like the next guy. Great promo. But 
the second best the second. manager in wrestling today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought you was about to say all time. I was about to get <laughs> funky like a monkey up in. <laughs> but um, the I I'd be fine if he interfered if they wouldn't have thrown him out. That yeah. like physically just irks me because it's like especially if like maybe like he he came back out even then the ref should throw him out again or do something, but like he was like holding Osprey and holding Omega's foot in front of the ref again and the ref just like I guess that's not gonna do anything yeah and, like hand on the screwdriver and stuff but I mean double busted open they actually didn't show the blading it looked great um the DDT on. The steps on their side. The the not seen that before. The uh, reversal of what happened at Wrestle Kingdom with him smashing them into the desk through the word door. Door, in yes. Particular, which was I think a fantastic touch. Will being the most dastardly heel in Canada. Pulling um, the Shawn Michaels on him. The Val Venus on the Canadian flag. <laughs> right. And Kenny giving it to not the guy who owned the flag with some random kids. Yeah, right. Um, the kids, you know, saying like, everyone booing Osprey. Him coming out to Elevated once again. I love that that's, yeah, that's the theme for this feud. With elevated. Yeah. Uh, so good. I was getting pumped. I thought the intro was also cool. It was also like, it reminded me a lot of um, some of Omega's in- intros when he had against uh, Okada. Which yeah, I, his anime supervillain yes. intros. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenny coming out to Devil's Sky, of course, is always a treat. Um, I mean, the one-winged angel kick out at one, the Tiger Driver 91, the Stormbreaker spot I, into that, the ropes. The Tiger Driver made me sick to my stomach. I, 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 <laughs> I so this scared. Is, this is, <laughs> I, you can't see me, but my mouth was wide open like this, stunned for about 30 seconds. Because yeah. I legit thought he dropped Kenny on his head. I, good wrestling, I, bro. I haven't. Did. Well, <laughs> like, apparently, I they that. said they said he landed on his shoulder, and it only like his hair brushed the mat. Okay. Um. Was the and they were both. Like, Kenny's fine. He's wrestling next week. So no, I know. Um, I know he's he's fine. But, but like, like I, he's just, I mean, like, again, like him. I haven't seen like Tiger Driver. You don't. The only person who ever did the Tiger Driver was Masawa. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw that, I just legit thought it was a botch. Right. And, right. and Osprey just like ah, if I, he ain't gonna let me win. I'm just gonna drop him on his head. Because it, it's the same setup, and I think Kevin Kelly uh, said, "Oh, he's going for this, another Stormbreaker." Yes, and then he just drops him, and he's like, "Oh, oh that's way worse." My. Like, I kind of yeah. wish he would have just won off that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that would have been crazy. But um, the one winged angel, it was I, I hated, I loved it, I loved the spot for myself, but I did tell Alex and Noah, like, "Oh no, they have protected finishers. Like, nobody kicks out of the one winged angel, yeah, except for Kenny." Yeah. Well, but I mean, it makes Kenny sense and, if and anybody's going to kick out of the move. And another guy who is well, not Coda. In the company. Yeah, right. I said there's one person, and it's like he ain't. Um, Osprey ain't Kenny's. Oh, okay. Here we come. Okay, hang on, hang on. Buckle up. I don't children. care what y'all have to say about adrenaline, about whatever kind of vocabulary you want to make up to defend this. If I stab you in the head with a screwdriver, mm-hmm. and then I give you uh, your finishing move, and then I pin you, and you just barely. Uh, hit the ropes with your legs because of momentum. And then further on into the match, I hit you with your designated finishing move, and you kick out at one. That makes no – I don't care about realism. Any, he, st- he got stabbed in the head. It sounds it, like you do care about realism, actually. If, <laughs> if I may, 
If I may, so um, I my recollection on the match is difficult. I did like the match actually, but so they had done the screwdriver spot and then he kicked out of the one wing angel, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll say this. I I don't really care about protected finishers most of the time. I think it's fine to kick out of your own finisher because, like, I think that's cool. Like, I think yeah. the, the Undertaker did it, and that was cool because it's like, hey, man, which that that's you know explained like it all. You're, you're the master of it. You can exactly, take it. Yeah. exactly. You but would know. You I would move. I would have liked to have had it structured where he kicked out of that before the screwdriver, and then like we see like Osprey get into like a desperate state or some. Like, I, I think you could structure it better. I think, like Noah said, like, the fact that he got run over by a car. Like, I was looking at Logan, like, it felt like a squash at a point where Osprey just kept He's on. Like, he goes, Osprey, squash him. Throw everything at him. And that, like, I think you structure it differently. And, like, you have him get so angry that he does a bunch of moves back-to-back without trying to pin him and then pins him clean. Like, that's, that's to me, where I think they could have structured it better. Like, I think Kenny kicking out at one is like a great, oh my God, he is the master of the finisher, like you said. That's cool, whatever. I just think they could have put it at a different spot in the match, and I think it really would have elevated everything else that came after, but it wasn't a really awkward spot. Yeah, I will say, when he did kick out, I thought we were going to have another 20 minutes of this no, match. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, thought, was like, I thought Kenny comeback loading up. Like, I thought we <laughs> Buckley yeah, were going to be here a while. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were going to be here for a while, and then, of course, you know, he ends up hitting the Stormbreaker, and then, you know, one, two, three. The Stormbreaker looks really cool, by the way. Love that move. Now, Big fan. Um, I, I, I just don't think the screwdriver is that devastating of a no. m- spot. Like... It just doesn't look. He's walk- all Noah that devastating to me. They, okay, it well, looks like he like grazes Noah's him, hurt. kind of. But like it, the way you described it, being stabbed in the head, like that was not the impression that I got from it. it, 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 it did. He did like, a stabbing motion. He went, if, I, if I could, oh. I would. I would agree with that, Cooper, and then go a step further. Um, I think we most people would agree with that. I think that's what they. It's become that thing where yeah, right, like, I think they should then pick a different thing. Like I mean. Pick a different weapon to make. I mean, I think it was intended as a up. distraction, yes. and it is intended as like a way to break Omega. Like, I feel down. like it's something like ow, but it's not something that like you don't pin someone after hitting them with a screwdriver, right, right. you know. Yeah. Well, I guess you're just gonna have to wrap it in barbed wire to make it like <laughs> put it in. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, you're excited. He just keeps suggesting good ideas and expects <laughs> me to say, "Oh, that's lame." Like, no, <laughs> yes, he should wrap it in barbed wire. Oh, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> what, what, have what, what is your thoughts, Cooper? Now that you've you've been uh, you've been debating, but I haven't got to, I haven't get to hear your thoughts on air yet. Um, this match was fantastic. It was, it was like. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I don't. I don't think it's as good as the first one because I I watched the first one and um, that one was much tighter. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and you know they it, it did not have the Don Callis of it all. Um, but uh, this one, I think, uh, really really worked for me. If you see it as the midpoint. Of the story, which I think I do. Yeah, I think there, there's there got to be a third. Even on Dynamite, they were saying, like, Kenny's like, uh, Kenny's like, we got to, this isn't over. Right. And then and Osprey was like, anytime you want. Yeah, you know? and you see Osprey learn the lessons from the first match mm-hmm. and really go, it's a full role reversal. Yes. Um, and I think that, um, you know, the, the final stretch of it in particular, um, was when it really be- became clear to me is like, oh, okay, so this is in the most literal sense like a war of attrition between these two, mm-hmm. you know, and the big spot after big spot after big spot after finishing move after, you know, whatever, 
I saw that as, you know, okay, Will is is trying to find what the um the end of Kenny Omega's tank is, right? Yeah. And okay, so the one winged angel isn't it. Okay, let me try the tiger driver. Okay, that's not it. Okay, let me try the stormbreaker. Okay, that's not it. But he's like at the stormbreaker, he's he's zeroed out, right? Mm-hmm. And then hidden blade, he's like going into the negative, right? Yeah. So there's no way. Um, so like I thought it made it made sense to me, um, and uh, yeah, I mean just him going back to like the aerial assassin moniker oh, for so this good. was like I think very indicative of the this type of match that he does. Will Osprey is such a phenomenal heel. Like I don't ever want to see him. Like be be a plucky baby face ever. Um, well, this yeah. is this is one thing about like this feud, and it's it's the only other feud like I've kind of seen it, but it's like not as clear as this one. Was well, so maybe Okada Omega is like, this is the perfect feud. Is whatever lint you can look at it from two different lenses, and you could see them both as face and heel. Yeah, like yeah. if you look at it from a New Japan lens, Kenny's the heel. Right, you right. know, Kenny's and Kevin the guy. Once again, Kevin Kelly, the best commentator in the game. Um, he you know, explains it really, really well is like, you know, when Kenny left New Japan to form AEW, there was a giant gaping hole in like the spirit of the company and who stepped up for it? Will Ospreay. And did Will get congratulated for that? Did anybody like pay attention during his title reign? No. So like he looks at Kenny Omega and sees the absolute like worst side of, you know, this uh, corporately pushed talent who's, you know, been overhyped and then he he leaves this company that he claimed to love so much you know mm-hmm. um I'm, and oh i'm sorry sorry yeah. you go ahead and and will sees himself as as being the true defender of new japan and of this this title in particular i thought it was is just excellently told and then if you look at the aw side you know osprey came in you know attacked will again like it's it's very interesting because the first match especially like they were throwing nukes at each other on the mic they didn't like attack each other or do anything, you know. Like even Callus was there and he said the promos, but Callus was not involved mm-hmm. in the first match, or whatever. Kenny just beat him outright, which I think was very interesting, especially the second match with him using Callus. And that was one of the reasons I think I docked it down a little bit because when I wanted, I get now a little bit because it is on an AEW show, and I think we're getting a third match. But like, I wanted if Osprey was going to win, I wanted Osprey to just beat him. Like, and I feel like with Callus, it diminishes the win a little bit because it's like you beat me but you really truly you know mm. um but i did like that osprey basically like after um he got he won he was like get out of my sight to don oh yeah um, and i think the uh, third like, osprey one, like osprey views callus as like unnecessary evil yes that doesn't mean he likes him no yeah and i think we're gonna get that third match i think we might get two out of three falls Ooh, I um want it. a lot I of want people are saying in my veins um, and I think it's going to be no interference. This is, and I think this might be either. I could see either man winning. You know, it's a perfect either lens. You look at his face and heel. They're both great. They're both on their point for like the promos and stuff like that. Just, I could gush about this for another hour, but we got to go to another quick PSA break. And we're going to go ahead and get into the last two matches and a quick little talk about Dynamite. And then finally into those Money in the Bank predictions. Thank you for staying with us. Welcome back. We're getting into our last <gasps> 30, 45 minutes here. We got two more matches. I think we can get these pretty quick. We had the... Well, I don't know if we can because this next match features the man <laughs> that invented crowd singing songs. Did you know that, guys? We're in the presence of a god. 
A man who has been a able demogod. to command thousands of people, and before him there was nothing. He created it. Like like at the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning there was nothing, and then Chris Jericho and Fozzie created a half-decent metal song, and our minds were expanded. Unironically correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had L.I.J. Did, did I ever tell you I, I uh, uh, saw... Um, I had, I had a don't class. tell me you saw Fozzie. No, I did not see Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> I, would oh, Lord, I would never put would down out my hard-earned money <laughs> to go see Fozzie of all bands. But, oh okay. My. But I, I did uh, get a chance to oh, no. talk it, to the uh, co-writer of Judas. Number one AEW what? apology. What? Wait, 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 what? Yeah. I, um, I had a class uh, at my other school. Uh, when I was pursuing uh, like music production and UNA? entertainment at uh, UNA, yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> there's my shout out for the University of North Alabama. Um, there you go. But uh, and so one of them was like a, uh, a, a interview series mm-hmm. um, with a, a bunch of different uh, figures in the music industry, mm-hmm. and one of the guys was um, this. Uh, he was a professional like songwriter, um, and he's like, yeah, one of uh, my songs. Um, uh, I shared a, a, a credit deal with uh, Fozzie and uh, Chris Jericho uses it on some wrestling show or whatever. Like he like said it very casually, ah! and I was like, like, "Oh my god, he's talking about Judas." He's like, you're, you're the like, song he's of AEW, guy. brother. Right. Um, like Unreal. Gary Oller. Ah! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, real. That's we great. We had the team of Los Stingobernables de Japón mm. versus Les Suzuki Gods. That was Darby Allen Sting and Tetsuya Naito versus Jericho Guevara and Minoru Suzuki. And I went to Alex when Minoru was coming out, and I'm like, "This is the greatest interest ever." The whole it was funny because a bit we had was like, "He's like, I was like, I don't think Jericho's kind of right because I'm like, I don't think anybody sings the lyrics. You know, they may sing the song, but you know." And then I'm like, "Nah, Kaze Nina Ray." There you go. Like, yeah, wait, yeah, he wait. was like, they're singing, and I didn't hear a single thing, and then immediately the, the speakers on the television explode. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Now, guys, I, I have understood. It all becomes um, very clear to me. This was fun. This was fun until we had uh, oh, Jesus. the uh, until Fox was, 630 oh Sinton. I, but it's it worked for me because canonically Sting no sells, so it's very funny that he just no sells Sammy's finishing maneuver through a table. Thirty seconds later, he's back up. I'm surprised Shivani didn't run over there and, and give him CPR to make sure his boy was all right. Man, I was worried about him. It's funny because Naito came out and uh, Shivani. They got him on commentary. He's like, "It's Tetsuya Naito and Sting," and Kevin Kelly goes, "What? That's Naito." He's like, um. He was very impressed. Naito should have wrestled MJF, my opinion. Uh, yeah, my opinion as well. Because um, I think that would have been a, a I, ideologies, the perfect Yeah, if you're looking to tell clash, a story, yeah, yeah. that's the one. The guy who hates New Japan has to defend it would have been, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, like, I, li- I liked. I did like his entrance. His you're you're, you're reminding me of the, it now, and I, I – yes. I love Kellen Kelly's like – well, it's like the bell, the bell may ring, but we're really on Naito time for when he gets out. And everyone was marking about him wrestling in the shirt, and people were like, Darby should have wrestled in the shirt. Yes, man. yeah. The shirt popped me big. I was <laughs> like, okay. As somebody who watches a lot of, like, New Japan, uh, like, you know, not pay-per-view shows uh, and the big, like, multi-man tags that they do, and Naito always wrestles in a shirt in those, I was like, oh, okay. He refused to take off the shirt unless it's, like, actual. This is, this like, is like, the perfect <laughs> – like way to tell you how important this match is, which is not very. <laughs> but um, and and I love the ending of 
after the botch, I, I someone said put a tweet out. It's like Suzuki just told Naito, "Like, all right, roll me up, brother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sting was just like standing there in the corner <laughs> while two dudes are punching each other. Look, yeah. man, um, don't don't put the sixty five year old man in that position, brother. Come on now, just have him do a scorpion deathlock and is, win the match. Is, is, is Suzuki older than Sting? No way. No, because okay. Sting's sixty four. Sting is old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, has, uh, the face paint. I can I can't never really get a yeah, vibe for it. That's true. Vibe, this but, face um, paint hair dye goes a mm-hmm. long way. Hey, bomber jackets goes yep. a long way, brother. Um, no, uh, Suzuki is fifty five, so Sting's got him by a decade. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a Sting, whole generation. Sting <laughs> Sting makes the Undertaker seem young, which is also a very crazy concept when you consider how he looked at the end of his career too. It's a very unique situation because not a lot of wrestlers make it this long mm-hmm. and make it this long with preserving Cole, their style hey. as significantly as he has because obviously the guys that wrestled the longest would pro at least in, for WWE standards would be probably flair hogan like, call me when he is doing this at the age that flair's doing it brother um, Flair's not you doing anything. Flair is in a tag him, match and he might as well be a practice dummy. He's just a corpse <laughs> for four guys to right. kick. But um I will say I don't know if you you watched the press conference afterwards. I did. Um, I don't. I know you two didn't. You were EP and Noah probably just went home and played two K. Um, but uh, I played two K. Yeah, two K. I played a show. The show. He played the show. <laughs> show. Um, anyway, it was very funny. One of my favorite parts after the match, they had Sting and Darby come out first, and Sting goes. Young boy walks farther because <laughs> Darby <laughs> walked around, yeah. and they had like a couple of questions. Questions, and they set up the match that we had on Dynamite. Because Jericho came out and he's like, "Huh? You want some more time? Yeah, it's with not, me? It's not. you get time with the pain maker." And he hit the water bottle. And Tony Khan goes, "Chris, Chris, you can't do this, Chris, Chris." They were trying to like play into the all-out brawl. Chris, that's like, very uncalled for. <laughs> you, know? you got the match. You got the match. I'm so sorry for him. Yeah, he lit- that was. <laughs> but um, it was it was fun. I wish you would. I don't know. I had fun with it. I it was fun. I wish. I would have saw maybe Naito again wrestle MJF instead of Tanahashi, but that's my only complaint. Um, yeah, it was a nice little like break between like the big matches. Yes, especially the two bigger matches. Right. Also, Osprey Omega should have main evented. That's my hot take. It's happened twice where Okada's main evented after an Osprey Omega match, and we've seen both times that the crowd has been tired. Because mm. I think they're just, especially since that's the most. I get it for Wrestle Kingdom, but like that was your most built up match. Mm-hmm. Like storytelling wise, stuff like that. I feel oh, like for that the, for this show, yeah, not for this show. What was Danielson Okada? N- but I'm saying like built up as in like Danielson Okada happened. They this didn't. Month. They didn't play like any. I mean, you had like the UE like invasion stuff for it. Well, I mean, not but on like, TV, but I'm saying like of the fans knowing like this has been going since Wrestle Kingdom. We knew a New Japan side that this match was going to happen, and like. Stuff like that. If you're if you pay attention to both sides, it's more built up than. Uh yeah yeah. I, it was I'm, my point. I'm I'm going from like the pure like AEW perspective yes. on it. Yeah, like I think it, then in that case, Okada Danielson is the clear uh like big promoted match. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You're right though. If you're going holistically. Well, boys, it's the final countdown. That's pretty cool. I lost my mind. Dude. It was like. I, I wish that, like, any one of you would have, like, been there to see it. Like, jumped out of my couch. It was crazy. <laughs> like, I, oh, my gosh. He literally it's, said. It's a one-time deal. Brian said in the interviews, he was like, 
He never asked for it because it's like it costs like a bajillion dollars or something. Like they said, it costs as much as some wrestlers' contracts to get mm. that one song for that one time. Yeah, that band holds on um, to that one, and no doubt about it. Brian said that like you know he he's like I was mad because BCC lost. I'm a smack Yuda, and he's like, and I also had something personal happen, so I wasn't very happy. But then I heard that song. He said I haven't heard that since 2009 when I was last in Ring of Honor. Yeah, he said I couldn't help but the smile and the crowd singing it. Oh, oh my! When he gets up on the corner, yes, and, and the he, camera pans around, he's so in it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Um, and then one thing I love too, I was at the press conference because they had Brian. Brian is one of the greatest interviews you could ever have. That's true. Just even like man has his arm broken, is sitting there in a cast, literally minutes after the journalist is probably wearing off, and he's just like, "Hey guys, yeah, how you doing?" Right. You know, like hey man takes a bunch of questions. One of the things was. When they were talking about, and this is something I wish they would have laid into on the build, the storyline. I get why they didn't because, again, this is one thing I wish they would kind of – I'm not saying they should lean WWE style, but, like, Saudi is Bizarro World. I think Forbidden Door should be Bizarro World where, like, yeah, you may be a heel, but we're it's Forbidden Sword season, buddy. So if you're fighting Okada, you can be a face. Mm. Or, like, you know, like, because Danielson clearly played, like, he was like face or like tweener kind of. Maybe he should match. just be a face all the time. Well, anyway, he basically said that like, um, he grew up poor, um, and his dad, you know, he, you know, he had a rocky relationship with his dad. He's mentioned that on TV, but basically, his all his dad wanted was to see uh, Sandy Beach, and they were so poor that even before he died, he never got to see it until they scattered his ashes. And so when he's out there, you know, he final countdown, he saw on his face, and he sees Okada come out, and all this money is raining from the ceiling. Mm. He's like, all I'm going to think is I'm going to kick that man's tail. Because who's this guy right, that acts right. like he's rich and full of money when, you know, I thought that was, you know. It wasn't real money, though. Yeah, but it was a symbolism. Okada it, dollar is legal tender in Japan. <laughs> hey, man. Wait, for real? No, not at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? You almost got him. You should have said yes. <laughs> like, you yeah. had him there, man. You had I, him. I forgot Hook, I was talking to somebody singer. from Ayrton, Alabama. <laughs> okay. Whoa. 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 It's getting whoa. hot in here. This man, this man did send me a Snapchat out of Burger King saying, I got to go to this Burger King so we don't have one of those in Ayrton. So that, that's all. That's <laughs> he does put on his Snapchat story, him in the line of Burger King, he says, home. <laughs> um, But uh, this match, oh boy, it was great. I Again, it was short. It was kind of shocking. It was the ending. 27 minutes. Well, I felt like they could have gone for an hour, brother. I thought they were going to go for so an hour. So here's the thing. I, I did not – I didn't have the ex- expectation that, that they would, like, go for, like, an hour or, like, even, like, 40 minutes. Well, I saw the time, and I'm like, Is, they, may, they may go yard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the, the time, like, fit really well. Like, and I, I – we uh, were discussing it, you know, before the show, and, like, I – People said like, "Oh, it felt like truncated or whatever." I f- thought like, it, e- even working with like uh, a spur of the moment like injury decision, like this felt like the natural kind yeah. of conclusion and the natural length of the match to me. I did. It felt like a ring when he got that extra submission in. It felt. I loved the ending. It felt like a Ring of Honor ending to me. Mm. And so that's why I was like. This is part of, like, it's it's Danielson Ring of Honor yeah. round. I was like, I was, oh, my gosh. I was listening to the uh, the WrestleTalk uh, review of it afterwards, and um, one of the hosts said, like, it's like the the super death variant of, like, <laughs> the, yeah. the bell lock that, like, he should just pull out every time that, like, he's, like, in desperation. I love, too, that, like, Okada was so close to the ropes, too, but couldn't get there. Mm. Um, also tapping first time in eight years. G1 made the perfect sense for him to tap because he's got a month-long tournament round robin. It's like he don't need to be getting injured now. 
But uh, Cooper, any last thoughts? We're about to go to a quick commercial break, but I know you had. It's not gonna ask me or know any thoughts. Yeah, this was uh, <laughs> this is my favorite match of the night, um, and I thought it was um, it, it's certainly in my top five matches of the year right now. Um, Okada is Antonio Inoki incarnate <laughs> with uh, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and Brian Danielson is I don't know like. Luthez incarnate or whatever like yeah. you know? um but uh yeah um just exactly what i expected two of the greatest putting on one of the greatest matches that being said i'm gonna do a quick psa break welcome back we're gonna get into the aew dynamite what? real quickly what in the world we have predictions no- is this nonsense i didn't get to say anything about the okada match at all you have 30 seconds. 30 Go. seconds. Go. That, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if Dynamite needs 13 minutes. Um, 25 okay. seconds. So this is what I'll say. Uh, yeah, I didn't like this match. Sorry to say. Um, this kind of for Cooper's me. going to put you into low This kind of this kind of for me was like the the just the confirmation for me that I don't totally get this style. And when I when I say pacing, I, I brought it up earlier. I don't mean like minutes. I just mean like. Uh, to me, a good pace pay per view is a pay per view that has a bunch of different styles of matches. The one that sticks out of my mind. Do not count me down. The one that sticks out of my let mind. Him, let him roll, Logan. The one that counts that sticks out of my mind, and this is gonna sound stupid, maybe or maybe not, is um, ECW One Night Stand 2005. Only because that show, obviously associated with a very specific type of style, kind of didn't do that because you had Benoit Guerrero, you had Awesome Tanaka, you had the three-way dance match, you had the tag match, you had all those, and that show was able to encapsulate everything that ECW had to offer in a different manner. And for this. I, like, I, I knew I was supposed to think Okada's like him, because I know that he is, and I know Brian Danielson is him, but it just felt like I was seeing a lot of the stuff that I had seen throughout the night with their little twists on it, and that, for me, is where I just realized that it just ain't for me at that point, because, like, cause like you said, like, Cooper, like, I saw so many people that are like, oh, my God, that match was amazing, and I, I just, did, just didn't click, and that's, again, that's because, to me, I'm more used to a variety of style-type shows, and those are the shows that I tend to like better. Like, that's why I really liked Mania, because I thought Mania accomplished that really well, which is not very common in the WWE, because they are they don't really try a whole lot sometimes. But Triple H is doing that. So that was that's all I had to say, is that it, I was thinking about a, sh- a show that would do that, and One Night Stand 2005 ca- came in to mind, and I just felt like that was almost the opposite, where it was all, it all felt like it was the Dudley's tag team match at the end, just over and over again. Which, again, that's just just my two cents in the matter. But, I mean, again, Denison and Okada, I know they're, like, two of the best in the business, and... Hey, he fought. We could tell. I thought he was selling, but his arm was very obviously messed up, and he he fought through it, and I respect him. Anyway, Logan, thank you for giving me more than 30 seconds. I greatly appreciate it. I did not mean to. Two minutes. Look, man. Look, I just wanted to say, say because that, that that was the one thought I had that I wanted to wrap up with, and I know I'm not going to be able to say anything on Dynamite, so I just want to say I'll just say, say this. No, you can say something, Dynamite. I mean, I no, hope, I don't have anything I to hope, say. I hope your boss does not hear this podcast. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I, look. J- Justin His was, boss is a big. Eight, he eight. was giving me the business and the drive over to GCW, <laughs> man. Look, it's it's all right, you know what I mean. Hey, I tried it, you know what I mean. Like I I could have went on my merry business, not ever knowing anything about Forbidden Door, but I watched it, and I'm probably gonna watch uh, the show in Wembley because that's gonna be really cool. But you know, hey man, I'm gonna watch Money in the Bank this Saturday though. Anyway, excited. Ishii and Moxley got 30 minutes. It was awesome. And Moxley bled. 
Mm-hmm. Real style. Form. Real yep. style. He got he <laughs> yeah. got bit in the head and got those cute headbutts, bro. Hey, man. I'm just saying, how angry do we think Moxie was when he walked out there and saw that Osprey and Omega both bled on his mat? Like, right. how dare yeah, anybody yeah. bleed we on were, the mat We were Moxie joking does. that Moxie was going to come back, make it a, a triple threat, and, and immediately cut him to um, Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Awesome it's match. Like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I love Eddie coming out and staring down Claudio for the entire match. Me and I didn't even notice that until Noah pointed it out. Good catch, Noah. Oh, it was so so tense. I love Claudio. Um, they had a great match. It. I love the sliding lariat from after the the cutter. Ishii, I want him to win so bad, but he didn't. Of course, AW. Great match. I'd watch it again. Uh, bu- 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 I lost my footing. I have the YouTube pulled up, by the way. A little peek behind the door. I always get the YouTube for AEW pulled up. And then we had was it the, the triple threat or the, the trios, trios yeah. of the amalgamation team that they post on social media, which I loved of um, El Hijo del Vikingo versus uh, um, Orange and Keith versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. The, the Keith Lee reintroduction match. The superpowers team of <laughs> uh, Vikingo, Lee, and Orange. They, they labeled it Monsters, Magic, and Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah. We got 2017 PWG champion yes. Keith Lee. Oh, he's so perfect. He's, he's the perfect man. I'm hoping he takes the title off of Orange. That would be that would be the perfect the perfect passing. Like, I hope he face. takes the title off of Swerve. Is what mm. I hope. Orange wins it. Okay, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I love Keith Lee, man. I'm just gonna, I, they know. did have one botch spot where uh, Vikingo I think was supposed to land on Keith Lee in like a power bomb position, and Keith Lee was supposed to use him as a weapon, but like he just almost killed himself, and Keith Lee saved him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and he kicked Keith Lee in the head, and he, he Keith Lee audibly said some words we cannot say on air. Just decked him. And so it's funny because Keith Lee gets back up. And just like puts him in a powerful position. I'm like, is Keith Lee turning heel because he messed up that spot? <laughs> but no, he was just going to use him as a weapon against the other two. This was crazy. This match was awesome. Um, Keith Lee getting the win with the Big Bang Catastrophe. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, and yeah, this was just a PWG match. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. Um, then we had PWG, by the way, get yourself on a streaming service. Come on now. Right. It's um, 2023. The Hung Bucks versus the Dark Order. They built that matchup. A lot of people were hating on it. I thought it was cool because, again, Hangman hasn't been. It's a storyline we've had throughout AEW. thought it was cool to get that match. You know, obviously the Elite's going to win. But, like, the Dark Order had a point. And, like, everyone's kind of turning on them or not helping them or, like, just leaving them to the wayside and seeing them as jokes. Um, And I like them leaving when um, Mox came out and started. How did he? What did he? Did he hit Hangman with the screwdriver? The screwdrivers everywhere, like man. Is like, it's, it's like a whole thing with the BCC. Does thing Tony Khan have like stock? Hey, if, in... if you get hit with a screwdriver, you're fine, though. But you can bust it open. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. But what, what did he, he, oh, I don't Lord. think he hit him with the what, – what was it? He busted him open with something. I, I don't know. I know that a chair was introduced at some point, but I don't think that oh, was he had the initial the, thing. Well, they had Kingston um, – they had, I think, um, Claudia or like one of them sitting on the – I think – uh, maybe like Takesha was sitting on the chair on top of Kingston while Claudio had an arm bar on him, which is pretty oh, sick. Right, right, They're right. beating the heck out of the yeah. elite. Dark Order walking away, and of course we got blood and guts coming up. And then we had Hollywood Jack Perry wearing the 90210 jacket from his dad. Good lord, coming out. And this is what I'll say: he is not him, but if he can gain confidence, that's, there was signs of good thing. stuff. Yeah. He just has to be confident on the mic because, like, the promo. If he were confident, wouldn't have been. It would have. Good. Yeah, like nothing about the words that he was saying were like 
uh, it's inflection. Were bad or, or you know like something that like I wouldn't expect a heel to say. Um, but yeah, it's all in his performance. I will say this: if he just tweets his promos, he's great. Oh, he's he's <laughs> he's on fire on Twitter right now. On Twitter, but yeah. like inflection is not good. I did love though. Hook coming out, him running off, and him diving into the car and driving away from Hook. Like it was like a Looney Tunes. Yes, like, like just directly head first. Yeah. I do like also that like he was referencing Taz. He's like a, a trash title means nothing, mm. but it's good to take away from your family. Yeah. I was hoping he'd be like, I'm gonna take that title, I'm gonna beat you, and I'm gonna throw it away. Right. Right. <laughs> that would have been baller. But um. I thought it was fine. I, I hope he gains more. This is a, a sink or swim feud for him and Hook. I think Hook's actually got the show. You know, like, he's just been, like, his normal, cool and collect, calm and collected, like, just a guy. Like, he, he, like, he has swagger, but he's not, like, promo or anything. I think this one he's actually going to have to, you know, like, show what a blood feud is for Hook. Yeah, if they can pull, like, real emotion out of him, yeah. like, it, this feud could, like, be a a real star-making performance for Hook. I think it'd be for both of them. It just depends on how they... Yeah. Um, it, I said Someone said the only thing that could have made it better is um, when uh, Jungle Boy jumped in the car and drove away and Hook couldn't get him if Christian Cage was in the background just laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into the main event. <clears throat> the Painmaker. Painmaker. A.K.A. the Great Muda, apparently, adjacent. I, I Such a... I'm sorry. I just not a fan of the pain maker. No, nobody is. <laughs> Are you? I don't. Uh, I, I it's if, silly. I don't know anything you know, about I it. I think it'd be fine if it was just Jericho, but like his entrance where he's like, like holding the bat real tight and it's like wearing some mask. Yeah, yeah. He, he acts like this silly. whole. I think it's like if it's just like Jericho where he's more sadistic, I'm fine with it. But they act like it's a whole different persona, which he does nothing with. Yeah, I mean, he wrestles basically just like. Chris yeah. Jericho, but with weapons, like you know. Yeah, um, Alex, do you know who the Painmaker is? Uh, it's Chris Jericho. No, it's the Painmaker. Oh, all right. They just call him the Painmaker. Like they introduce him, they go the Painmaker, right. and in the match it says, or I guess it says Painmaker Jericho, but like when they introduce, they act like he was a completely different person. Right. Um, Sting almost killed himself. Whoa, bro, I saw that, scary. that and I was like, <laughs> "Awesome, brother!" I think they should have only done one table. I don't know why they had two tables set up because, like, to was, to cover the full fall. Just in well, case I guess, <laughs> but yeah. like, That's... if he would have done one table, would have been perfect. Because, like, dude, I saw the distance, and I'm like, "Math ain't mathin'. Sting yeah. is said, not going that far. Sting said, "I gotta beat the I'm old allegations after he botched well, the said, door. So he's like, "I'm gonna jump off a ladder." He doesn't care it. if he has a busted lit or broken. Um, teeth and a busted lip. He said he wants to perform for the fans. Like that's what he loves. So I think Sting is. The I think one. he like smacked his like teeth Dude, in on the edge yeah. of the other table. Yeah, well, he's yeah. like below his thing. That was like, crazy. Bleeding. Hey man, cool I, though. I did love like it. the Judas effect. Um, that knocked Darby out of the ring. So mm-hmm. it, like that, they were like the pin has to be in the ring, and then Darby gets out. I thought that was neat. And then Sting getting back up and. uh Sammy just basically being dead again for like the two <laughs> matches where this man just dies and Sting gets back up. Right. Um, but uh I'm just so glad the painmaker Chris Jericho did not beat Sting. I didn't think there would any way that would happen, but like for a second I got a little worried. Hey man, I'm as big a fan of the crow as anybody else. But <laughs> I mean, look, you're in there with the original crow ripoff, so you know, you didn't stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, any last words? You're right, Alex. We did wrap it up pretty quickly. But that gives us more time for Money in the Bank, which you want to predict, right? That's true. Yeah, Logan, look. There um, you go. Anyway. It all happened as it was. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you know. Man, all I got to say is uh, 
John Moxley's not a good wrestler, man. He's not a good wrestler, man. I don't know why y'all keep telling me this. I feel like this. canonically we have to have John Moxley come on and adri- and like uh, and address you at some point. Oh my lord, yeah, it'll, it'll be like, it'll be like the uh, the Stone Cold podcast when he got killed by everybody because he didn't answer the questions or whatever. I don't, I never even saw that. I just remember the backlash, dude. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. John, that? Bo- John Cena brought it up in a promo. That's true. He did. <laughs> he did, man. SmackDown 2016, man. Crazy times. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get to these brief PSA messages, and we'll be back. Welcome back to the final segment of WWEGL. It is predictions time. Nobody, nobody's doing anything. There we go. Pow, pow, pow. Dummy. Yeah. O2 Arena. Did you he's thinking about bringing back the dummy part of it? Yeah. He's like, I might, man. He was like, he like thought it'd be like too niche, and I was like, bro, you got the yeah over. I think you can get dummy over nah, in like nah. half a second. He's got everything over. Because everybody keeps posting like that. When I say dummy, you say yeah. No, not you, me. That's the that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was funny. Anyway, um, all right. So Alex, because I'm so glad to be here. Um, so glad to be here. You didn't predict Forbidden Door, and these we all three did, and I lost, and they tied. It will only be them that matters for their predictions. But me and you will get. Fun uh, predictions, anyway. I, bro, if I go seven and zero, and I don't get the belt. I swear, I'm hitting. You are somebody on with official host. Though. It's not in your contract. Yeah, it's not in your contract. Apparently, apparently, I can just rip up contracts willy nilly. Anyway, continue. But I mean, it was also if you would predicted for the door, maybe if you you could have tied and then I should have texted you my predictions. I should have. I probably could have been. You missed like 15 minutes. You could have just predicted it really quick. And yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um. Anyway, we're gonna start with the women's tag team championships. Uni- Wait, the unified. What? Yeah, I'm going from the bottom of the card to the top. That on SmackDown? That's yeah, not the. I got announced this raw. This is like from. This 10 is hours. the order on Wikipedia, but Wikipedia okay. is not right. Um, this is from ten hours ago. This is from after Raw. It is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler ago after like the <laughs> Raw that was multiple days ago. Oh wait, no, after after I guess today it was today what? ten hours ago. So what? okay, after NXT, after NXT, NXT. whatever it is, doesn't it doesn't matter. Look bad. Whatever, I was just confused. This is from ten hours ago, so it's the most recent. Okay. Baszler and Ronda versus Liv and Raquel. Liv just recently came back, and it's for the tag team titles. Remember that Liv and Raquel never lost him. They were right. um, stripped. Um, Who do you got and why? We'll, go, we'll let me and Alex go first. Alex? I think it's probably going to be Shayna and Ronda because like, they put the belts on them recently, and I, I don't know where that's going. And then aren't also both the women's champions in programs with other wrestlers? Because like, that's where Ronda's potential is, so like – yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm um, gonna take Ronda and Shayna. I go Shayna and Ronda because I think Raquel and Liv will be main event players on their respective brands soon. With they um, are they on different Rhea, brands? They're on the same brand, but Rhea needs challengers bad. Right. So let let Ronda fiddle with tag team stuff. Keep her away from world title as long as possible. Mister Cooper Prater. Or no, no, no. We'll let Noah go first. Challenger than champion. Wait, what? Yeah, you're the challenger. No, I'm the champ. No, you're not. Bro, read my contract. Your contract's you know ripped what, you up, know what, You know what? It doesn't matter because either way, yeah, hey, we'll win this. Love and the it'll spinner be... now, don't you? Just you you said you hated it, and now it's, you're using it as a heel tactic. It's perfect. I told you. Well, Dang folks. it. Well, when I win again, I'm going to throw those both in the trash and bring out the AEW Toy Championship. <laughs> <laughs> my mother will hunt you down. I'm going to give it back it. to you. Yeah, okay. That's right. Uh, I'm bringing both those to the AEW show well, and Duluth, I'll get a new belt, and it's going to be a triple crown. Right. Ronda. Ronda going to win. Okay. Ron, Ronda need a belt. <laughs> Cooper? Ronda and Shayna. They're yeah. the only ones that are an actual team. True. That's true. All right. All right next. Now we have the IC title. Gunther versus Matt Riddle. It's Gunther. It's going to be a great match, but it's Gunther. Gunther featuring a Randy Orton return somehow? 
That'd be oh, cool. Cool prediction. Noah? Uh, Gunther. Cooper? Gunther. All he's, right. g- he's getting the record. He's in Europe, brother. Whoa! So, yeah. Oh, now now that you say that, by the way, um, yeah, this card on Wikipedia had Gunther and Matt Riddle as the last match on the card. So, I was like, <laughs> man, event? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, sorry. Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. I'm getting bold prediction here. I'm predicting because, I mean, my predictions ultimately don't matter. So, I'm getting bold. Judgment Day sweep. Dom's going to be at, like, sun, like, the whole match. And then Brock's going to make an appearance and hit Cody with a, a move or distract them, and Dom's going to get the win, and Brock's going to destroy him afterwards. Dominic Mysterio beats Cody Rhodes. I got this. If Triple H is booking it, Dom probably wins the match. If Vince is booking it, I'd say the other way. But I think Dom needs to win the match. I think your top heel in the company, other than Roman. Okay, most okay, hated. sorry. Most hated. Most hated heel that's not Roman because people sort of like respect Gunther. I think he needs like a win against somebody like Cody to go into a big SummerSlam match to generate nuclear heat and then a big win. So I think it's got to be Dominic, and I think it should be Dominic. It's uh, Dom. He's done hard time. I think it's also dumb, uh, and even better, I I don't think you need Brock to do it. You think he just wins? If he, if he just and he wins. beats Cody clean <laughs> as a whistle, can you imagine? Dude, oh, be so good. oh, what if they did that and then Balor won a championship and Priest turned on him and we have Judgment Day triple threat? Yeah, yeah. I, I say this though, you know, you're Judgment right. Day blows. I don't think they need the Brock because they can definitely just have Rhea get involved in the match because they are having her more and more and more involved in. Yeah, that. but I think we're gonna have Brock Lee get involved. That's I mean, yeah, he's he, it unfortunately has to be, but I think Dominic winning clean would be awesome. We have um, the World Heavyweight Title match is listed next. I think this will be main event. I don't know. Maybe the Bloodline Civil War probably will be because Roman never doesn't made it in, apparently. Um, it is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I am going bold because, again, I don't, my predictions don't matter. <laughs> so, Finn Balor because <laughs> I think he's white hot right now. I think if you're going to pull the trigger on the guy, it would be in the U.K. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are. I feel like it's – well – Seth could win it back at SummerSlam. You give Finn that like that win, and Judgment Day gets a nice. Okay, I'll go with Finn actually, because I think Judgment Day could have a nice run leading into SummerSlam, which would be good for the company. But again, Vince is here, so all of our opinions could just be incorrect to the man with the mustache. That is true. Uh, it's a new title. Uh, Seth Rollins probably needs some win wins with it to yeah. solidify it. Uh, I think Seth Rollins gets a pin. I'm also going with Seth Rollins. Um, <laughs> Remember, boys, you have to differentiate we, at some point. We will. Tie we will. It's a, it just happens to be. This is actually if it's our a, plan. We're hey, still keep tying. No, no, no. <laughs> if it's a double tie, it just goes back to normal tie. It doesn't work like that. For right. if you, you are the only one predicting. Actually, I'd like to change you my prediction. You just lose, Noah. I'm going back to Seth because the more I thought about it, yeah, there's no way Finn's one of the belts. So. Oh, no. I'm just doing uh, And you fun. guys, you mentioned, like, you know, oh, it's in England. That's even in WWE, more of a yeah, reason worse. to lose. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and again, I also think the fact that like if they wanted Finn to have a belt, they wouldn't have had him take the dive to edge at WrestleMania. But anyway. Um. We have the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, and thank you, Trish, Trish Stratus. I have I, who I want to win is EO. Who I have to win is Bailey. Because I don't think Zelina – I think they're trying to book Zelina maybe to eventually become a main event, but she's not there. 
Um, I don't think Becky's in a feud with Stark and Stratus right now, and I don't think any of those three. Stark's new. I don't think Becky needs the briefcase even if she wants it. She, I could see her winning it. Um, it is UK, so um, but and I don't think Trish is gonna be holding this. Everyone wants EO to win, and that's why I think WWE is gonna swerve us, have Bailey win. EO's gonna beat Asuka and then Bailey cashed in. That's damage control implosion. In a perfect world, uh Trish would not win this and then just go on to SummerSlam and face Rhea Ripley in the greatest match of all time. But <laughs> um you, that would that would be tremendous. I think hmm, I think it could be Becky, just cause I don't really know why. I don't have any reason. Noah, man, gotta pick According one. According to the analytics, I'm gonna go with Bailey. I just think it may. I think it makes sense. Cooper? Um, my heart tells me Eo, but my heart is stupid and wrong. <laughs> so my actual pick is. Probably gonna be Trish Stratus. Oh, that'd be good. Ooh, thank you, Trish. That I mean, mm-hmm. she's she'd be a great person. I could to see it. Actually, I could really see. She's it. on the, in my opinion, the best run of her entire career. It, she is. Um, and she could absolutely, you know, to carry off a a heel uh, women's money in the bank holder gimmick pretty well. Um, and I think. Just the image of it makes sense to me. The only person I don't see is Zoe. Honestly, I could even see Selena. Mm-hmm. Then we had the men's money in the bank ladder match: Ricochet versus Shinsuke versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, versus Santos Escobar versus Butch versus Damian Priest versus Logan Paul. Now, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let them to predict because I don't want to give them any insider information. Alex. Okay. I'm gonna um, do my last because I have something that I don't know if they know and I don't want to tell them. Um. I the heart uh, wants what it wants, and LA Knight is the one true megastar in professional wrestling, and he needs to win the briefcase. Noah, I don't care how many bottles of prime you can sell. <laughs> Give me that LA Knight, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be Logan Paul though, and I'm so mad. LA Knight's been getting a lot of wins lately on television. Yeah. But Logan Paul did pose with the briefcase. That's the that means about. nothing. That means less than nothing. Um, but uh, so traditional wrestling logic dictates that the person who has been looking to be dominant, which in this case is LA Knight, leading up to the pay-per-view will lose at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and I don't think LA Knight's going to get this briefcase. <sighs> I think... Damian Priest is going to get it. Judgment Day sweep. And that was my. Because Finn Balor doesn't win the title. <gasps> Damian Ooh. going after it. Maybe even winning it. And seeing how that eats at Finn would be just some delicious food. Yes. I think they're very high on Priest, especially after the Bad Bunny matches. I think they already were. I've heard reports that Triple H does not want Logan Paul to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Duh. I think Vince McMahon doesn't see LA Knight as a main eventer, and he's going to be part in the book. I what should happen? LA Knight wins. Um, another great pick is Damian Priest, but I was going to pick Damian Priest also mm. for the same reasons. I think Judgment Day sweep, and plus the added exposure of you know 
that whatever they can do with Finn and if they if if, if Finn wins if Finn loses it doesn't matter it'll be interesting. You know, Vince may not see LA Knight as a main eventer, but I don't think anybody in uh, in the wrestling fandom sees Vince as a man with you know a healthy brain. So. Well, hey. Vince is the Booker. Saudi brother. Arabia saw ultimately, LA Knight as a star. That's <laughs> ultimately Vince. Yeah, can we can we get can we get the king of Saudi uh, to be like, hey man, LA Knight's pretty cool, Vince. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, and finally, the power we have of the purse, all that nonsense. The Bloodline Civil War. Oh, Jesus. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. Roman's going to win. He's not going to lose, ever. It's just, we're going to go into the year of our Lord, 2069, and Roman's still going to be the champ at 700 years old. You know, the. I never seen an ending, I guess, because I just can't be happy. Roman wins. <sighs> The bloodline storyline, it's like it's it's so funny to all of us, I think, because like after the WrestleMania we're like, Oh my god, where do they go from here? And then they hooked us back in these past few weeks, I would say, because you know, it's great writing and they're all really good at their jobs. Regardless of your disdain when I mentioned that Roma Roman was the best promo in the company. He's not the best, but he's pretty dang good. And I still maintain he's the best talker off the mic of anyone I've ever seen in the history of wrestling. That is one I'm in shock of how amazing it is because I normally always hate it. Um, I don't know where they go from here if Roman wins. I really don't get it. Like, I get that Solo is Solo and Roman is Roman, but the Usos need something, man. They were getting bullied by this dude forever, and I think the Usos need to win. I just don't think that they will. So I think Roman and Solo get the win. Noah. Solo got a win over Sheamus this past SmackDown. I think he can eat a pin in the O2 arena. Cooper, mm. the Usos. You have the uh, Usos. Um, I think that the the bloodline, the team of Roman and, and Solo, will win this match. And then that will drive the rest of the story leading in to possibly SummerSlam where the big emotional beat of the this run is going to be the Usos pulling Solo from Roman. Mm, okay, okay. With that being said, we don't got a lot of time left, so thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WWG on Wigan 91.1 FM. You can follow the show on Spotify or any of the podcast players of choice. It'll be up the next day. This has been it for Logan Hurston. You can follow me on Twitter, at ByLoganHurston. I do about wrestling and albums. Alex, what's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at Alex Houston. I tweet about articles that I'm writing now. That is good. He has good articles. Noah. Thank you. Noah underscore Phillips 64. That's Phillips 2 L's. 2 L's. Um, Mr. Cooper Prater, any last thoughts? Mr. Champ. It's been a great show, and I have been and always will be your WWE GL heavyweight champion of the world, regardless of what some shredded piece of paper says. And that is a fact of life. Good night. Mm, oh, goodbye. Mm, ah, I got it right this time. And good night. Bang!